0: Welcome to the Sharpen Leadership Podcast with Pastor Ricky Temple. This podcast is designed to sharpen your leadership skills and improve the quality of your life at
1: home, at work, and in ministry. Enjoy today's podcast with Pastor Ricky Temple. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. I'm so glad you're with us today. This is part two in our podcast, and we talked about what to do when a community is offended. It's in response to all the things that we've heard in the news about police abuse and the deaths of some black young men lately. It's been amazing uh, to see the firestorm of interest in this topic. And I thought it'd be great on a Sunday morning uh, following a, a brief message I preached uh, prior to the main sermon, by the way. Uh, called What to do when a community is offended uh, I allowed the members to ask me questions And so uh, over three services We did this So I have had our staff compile together The questions that people ask And my responses to them And I just want to thank you for joining us today I pray it blesses you If you have a follow up question you want to ask me You can simply email me And it's at pastor at org. That's pastor at overcomingbyfaith.org Or you can go to Facebook Look me up Ricky Temple R-I-C-K-Y Temple and send me a thought or question love to interact with you and I just want to say this is just a wonderful time of open sharing that I think you'll enjoy so sit back and enjoy this compilation some questions may be duplicated because we took them from different services and sometimes the staff felt that this question even though it was asked before the second service answer was really as good as the first or I took it in a different direction so however you sit back and enjoy I promise you you. This will be a really engaging time. So God bless you. Enjoy the talk about what to do when a community is offended. Enjoy the questions.
2: Pastor, first of all, thank you for opening this conversation in this forum. And I personally would like to see us maybe form some kind of panel to further the uh, discussion. It's a lot larger than than, than probably we even imagined. When you consider that since Michael Brown, we have had 16 of our youth killed by police officers. Now, uh, in short, my position is that we should have a conversation to explain to our youth how to stay alive. It doesn't matter if they are right or if they are wrong, but how do you respond to confrontation to get out alive? If a police officer asks you to stop, get out the street, or whatever the case may be, let's keep them alive, first of all, and that's something they have got to learn. Now, we can look at situations all across the country and we can look at who's at fault not and uh, not at fault but the main thing here now is to have our children our young black boys you know just stay alive we have uh here many of you might know that right here in savannah georgia over at lakeshore apartments a, a kid was killed by a police officer very few people probably even know about it there were two small paper uh two small articles in the paper that we had to read about you know And I'm not confusing this now with Augusta Avenue. That's a totally different situation altogether. But I think I would certainly like to serve on a panel to further the discussion. I applaud my group, the 100 Black Men of America, for taking on uh, positions and writing white papers on how we should handle this. And the main thrust of it all is to keep our youth alive, not trying to weigh out, you know, all the the wrong here and there, the right right or the wrong.
1: Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Anybody have a question for me about this? I'm being fair. I didn't just talk. I, I, I give you a chance. You have a question for me? Hold on. It's a question.
2: Me Ephesians 6 and 12, we're not fighting against people. We're fighting against spirits in the first place. Then, on top of that, people going around here not walking in self-control. The question is, how can we help them to start trying to do things that bring them into the bonds of Christ? Okay.
1: Thank you. First of all, I, I think what's interesting is when you talk about this, you have a wide range of opinions and a wide range of feeling. Some of it's about self-control on both sides. I think self-control for police officers, self-control for people. And I think finding a way to communicate, I've always tried to communicate to my kids how you respond to an officer, what you say, you don't say. Um, I think you can argue some of that wasn't followed, on, uh, and you can argue on both sides. I've had. Um, uh, in our city, um, some of the chiefs have called me when we've had incidents in town. And um, they one came and said, our officers did not respond properly to that. I thought that was very um, courageous of them to call me and say, I want, before you hear this in the news, Pastor, here's what happened, and here's what we didn't do right, and, and they prosecuted their own officer in that case. So I think uh, there are times when they are fair. Here's what I think is important. For some people, They're not going to come to our church and they're not going to understand our Christian language. They're not going to understand our Bible verses. They don't even want, they, this is a family issue. It starts in your house with raising your children, communicating and talking in church like this, sharing openly, and trying to help our young people understand the power of resolving offenses and creating a way for them to communicate. So we need to care about this. And um, I think that we will, through this kind of engagement, find a way to help make this better. Two more questions and then I'm, I'm gonna move on to something else, anybody else? Yes, right here.
0: I don't have a question, I just want to share that. Um, my son, he's 17 and we live in a neighborhood that's predominantly white, which I have very good neighbors and we've been there before he was born and three times he's been stopped in the neighborhood, sometimes on his skateboard, and just walking. And He's a good kid, no kid is perfect. He's not here because he worked late last night. But when we talk about the things that happen with the other boys that we mentioned, it's the look in his eyes when I talk to him. And he's, he's a manable kid, you know, and, and how do I tell him, you know, he knows that life isn't always fair, but I have to let him know rules for others don't apply to him. And that's a difficult thing to do because there are other boys in the neighborhood who came there after him that are not of his Cultural color, they've never been stopped. He knows that. So I'm just a hurting mom. Um, I love all children, all people, and I teach my children that. But it's a difficult thing to do to tell him you don't live by the laws of others most of the time.
1: I think what's important is to hear what you just said. That's what I mean. When, when people are offended, those in authority have to hear that. And they have to make adjustments. They have to say, your child shouldn't feel that way. And I know how that feels. I understand that perfectly. If you ain't noticed, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I totally get it. Uh, Take me out of the suit. Take me out of the thing. Take me out of this. Put me in some jeans and Levi's. I'm in the hunt. You understand? So I totally get it. I I think learning, as he said, how to to handle yourself uh, to help prevent what you can prevent. But what you can't prevent, that we'll have to deal with. And I think when... When these moments happen in the country, it gives you an opportunity to talk and it gives you an opportunity to to say we are offended. This is not going in the right direction. Let's pull the wagon over. And, and everybody needs to stop, not just the police officers. All of us need to stop and say we are in this together and we need to fix this together. Say amen if you got that. All right. But I feel your pain. Well, uh, one more, okay. two more and we're done. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Hello pastor. Um I was
3: wondering I like, I was watching all the news and everything that goes on around and I just want to know why why is everybody really quick every time something happens that deals with race and, like two races are coming across each other everybody's really quick to hop on the subject about race like if a white man kills a black man everybody's ready to hop on that but black men kill each other every day, but nobody says nothing about it. So um, it's uh, and then on top of that, um, the whole police officer issue. My brother's a police officer, so um, he's working nights and weekends to make sure everybody's safe. But everybody's quick to talk about how bad the police officer. Not every police officer is bad. It's just only a few. They they're human. They make bad decisions, just like all of us. You know, um, I understand like the killings with Michael Brown and all that. But then again, you gotta really look at the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's certain situations, you know. Yeah, it's unfortunate that the guy got killed. It's very unfortunate. But at the same time, you know, why are we like so quick as a nation? just to jump on this bandwagon.
1: Let me, let me jump in there and say this to you. I, I, see, this is, your point is a good point. You, you said a lot of great things. The only thing I'd say is I, everybody has a right to be heard. If, 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 if a police officer is for his own, own, own safety that we don't have this kind of environment because it's not safe for police officers when people think they can't be trusted. So we want your, look, my dad was a police officer for many years. I personally get it. We hire a bunch of police officers here to protect us. They're in the building right now listening. And if something happens, you want them to do their job. So we all get that. But I think there's a, there's a, there's a value in, in listening to offended people. That's the point I'm making. That when somebody says that procedure, that process, and our opinion isn't fair, and if we look at the, then we should look at that. And we should be open-minded. But your, your, your point, I love, your point, because I was going to make this point, Jack Welch said something that was really powerful about not jumping in the pile. Jumping in the pile, running around, just, you know, everybody's screaming, so you scream. Be careful that you know what you're screaming about. And, and scream fairly. Each case is different, judge it differently, and that's all you're saying. Well said, sir, I like that, well said. Come on, get a young man a big hand, all right? Where are we? We got two more, okay, go ahead, yes. Talkin- You were talking about the process and the laws itself. And my question is, as a nation, you know, everybody looks at the United States, United States, but when 50 states have 50 different agendas, how do you unite that when we're Savannah, Georgia, that's Ferguson, Missouri, there was Sanford, Florida, when every state and every city has its own thing, do you expect it to ever level out and say well you know what across the board this is wrong no matter what state it's in yeah i think i think so but here's what i think is true i think that if you're fair in your family there are a bunch of people who think differently they're like 50 states and what makes your family strong is not that you force them all to think the same way but that you give them the power to unite together and find ways that they can mutually exist and i think that the federal government has a responsibility to to help lead us as states in that direction, but I I love the rub. I love the fact that they can't force us to do everything the same way. You should be able to eat grits if you want to, and I should be able to eat cheese grits if I want to. Everybody should have some choice, but what we don't have the right is to throw grits on each other, you see? So I think there should be some way we work out the differences, and I think that we have to find a way to be fair. But when you compare this system to some countries where you have no voice at all, our system's not perfect, but it is a system that we should work to improve, and especially when we come to these places of offense. So I hope that helps a little bit. Last question, sir. Yes. Back here, in the back. I saw a hand. Who has the mic? There you go. Yes.
3: Pastor
0: Rick, I was just going to say that um, the television being such a powerful thing, you know, we watch and what goes in the eyes and the ears. And um, all the stations are not Christian stations, and so all the things we hear, we've got to be careful about it. But I found that watching some of the things on the TV, too much of it was terrible. I mean, I just got feeling terrible about it. You know, I felt I better just stop and pray and leave this. And what do you feel about that? I mean, I don't want to be someone who, I think the news is important, but don't you feel sometimes we can't, we just have to stop and say, hey. I need to pray about this and, and, and seek the Lord on it rather than keep it. I'm hearing one thing on one channel, one thing on another. It just, it just made me feel terrible
1: inside a lot of the things I was hearing. You know, we, we got a Republican channel. We got a Democratic channel. We got an independent channel. We got no channel. We got, <laughs> we got, we got all kinds of things going on. I, I, I think what's, what's, what's important is that you know, I, I don't necessarily think of Christian channel, or non-Christian channel. I think in terms of, of people having different views, and I do think the, da- the danger is when the news becomes so partisan that it's no longer news. It's my whole purpose in writing this and, and presenting this for the next hour is to beat down Obama. Or it is to beat down uh, 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 Bush. Or it's to beat down a person I don't like. My whole agenda is not to, even if, even if you have some truth in what you're saying, I won't give you any credit. That to me is unhealthy. I think, I think fairness and maturity it's something that we all should rise to. Any nation can fight, but it takes a great nation to unite. And so I want us to unite. Thank you for letting me talk to you. I hope it helped. Amen. God bless you. Yes, right here. Thank you.
3: Feel that Hold your
1: mic so I can hear you really good. Do you feel that the verdict that was handed to the officer was fair? I don't think it's fair for me to judge the jury. I don't think it's fair for me to give Ricky Temple's view and Ricky Temple's opinion and make that the view of everybody here. I think what's fair is to say, if we don't like that opinion, we should have the right to appeal that opinion. I think that's the fair way to do it. Because what what gets us all in trouble is, we're gonna always have opinions we don't agree with. But I do think it's making everybody look at things again. And I think that's a healthy thing. My heart goes out to the family. My greatest grief is for them. Because no matter what I think, their child's gone and the person who was involved in that shooting, his life's changed forever. Nobody wins in this. Everybody has lost something, and our nation has lost something. When a young man who's dreamed of being a police officer all his life comes up and he is affected because of this event, when people are angry and all we talk about on the job and all we're thinking about, to me that's that's something we, we gotta heal. So my answer is I think that they have the right to appeal, and I pray that in time we'll all see. I, I, I refuse to, to make a statement that puts anybody in a bad place. Um, if you do, if you, if you take your personal opinions, and I, you know, this platform is so powerful. You know, I have, my own, I can, I can get up here and say all kinds of things. But some people in here feel one way, and some people in here feel another way. But I think we all feel this. We need to deal with this. I think we can all unite around that one idea: something's wrong, and we need to fix it. Somebody else. Where are you? Yes.
0: Um, I'm a mother of one son out of four children, and my concern is he's 16. Uh, is this with all of these uh, officials, officers, uh, shooting to? are they shooting to kill? Because I thought it was shooting to put them down. Is it just killing? or? Uh...
1: I, th- I think what's happening is uh, uh, there, there's something. Uh, thank you, woman to God. Appreciate the question. Um, th- there is a a challenge that officers face when they encounter aggression, and there are supposed to be rules of engagement that control the amount of force that an officer should use. The question that's on the table today is, have we set procedures and policies in place that causing an unfair uh, Uh, use of power or force against young African-American men or anybody but in particular at this point is the conversation is since there has been a stringing of African-American men men, is it too much force and when you look at the numbers you go this is alarming this is this is this makes mothers like you nervous and that's not good for you and that's not good for police officers because you don't want young men wanting to fight for their life when they see an officer you want them to be able to trust that they're safe I have had encounters when I was young, I grew up in L.A., that I thought were unfair. I I can cite them. But I think there's a way you help your young men manage those moments. There's a way to help the officers learn how to help manage those moments, and that's what we're trying to find. And I think it's good that we're talking about it, because I do think there's an issue that we need to resolve because the community is offended. That's obvious. Somebody else. Yes. Yes.
0: As a community, this has already happened. What can we do as a community of overcoming by faith members to help everybody involved in what is going on and secondly to prevent occurrences like this to happen again?
1: I think this I think this conversation is a good start. And I think praying is another good thing. And I think helping officers and helping our young people uh, find better ways to interact when those times come. Um, We can't prevent all tragedy, but I think this is a good start. And and our church, I think, by opening this floor and talking like this and having this this brief moment is going to begin, at least for everybody in this room, all the young people in here, it's going to help you. And that's I always tell people this. I always ask this question, are you saving your world? And they look back, what do you mean? The world you live in. If I can get Ricky and Christina, you with me? If you, uh, or any, any grandkids, or any, any, any kids I touch, and then you do the same, that's gonna be a good start. Amen, yes, where are you? Yes.
0: Good morning, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, my question for you, how do you, what do you feel about the higher caliber black men, as in NBA sports, commentating on the circumstances that have happened? Exclusively Robert, um, Charles Barkley, regarding the black community, how he's looking at um, negative what he said about slavery in the black community and how the opposite race is looking at him to speak for all black community as a whole.
1: Charles gets himself in trouble all the time. <laughs> I ain't even going to try to help y'all. As I'm telling you right now, I'm, <laughs> I'm going on this side of the room, girl. He's he, he, <laughs> he always in trouble. He's just saying, Charles, stop talking like that, man. Stop it, stop it. You know, you got to be careful. All right, where we at? Where we at? (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't help it. Yes, go ahead.
4: Good morning. Good Good morning. morning. Um, To kind of comment on some of the things that were being spoken of, I honestly believe I'm always concerned about my son um, because of his age and because of the relationship with the African-Americans and police officers. But the greatest gift that you can give your child is to know and understand. Um, Interaction with a police officer Um, voicing that opinion, if you take the time just to just reach out to them, because that's what needs to be done, we need to reach for each other. It shouldn't be about a one-way relationship. The community, community can't stand off and watch things happen. We must have a voice, we must unify and say, hey, we are here, and we don't like the way we're being treated. What are you gonna do to fix this? And what can we do to fix this? So I highly encourage we become active in our neighborhood associations, reach out to a local police officer, send your concerns to the chief, he hears and listens. Um, Also, get, 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 get involved with other community activities. Be that voice that helps our young black men know then begin to understand where they are and where they should stand and that they do have a voice. And by that, we'll all be empowered and we'll be a better community. I strongly believe that.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this has been an amazing time. I hope you've enjoyed it. You know, it's always great to see people sit down and talk. And it really surprises people on Sunday mornings. Sometimes we do this. And I thought it's just a great time for the congregation to open their heart. You've heard a lot of people share their heart. You've heard a lot of people share their pain. And I pray it helps helped you in some way to feel better and to just find healing. So let me pray. And Father, I ask you to leave us today with healing and grace. We thank you for this amazing time of talking about offense and how the community should respond and what jesus said about offenses i pray god for those who've lost loved ones i pray god for peace i pray for our police officers i pray for our citizens i pray for our community i pray for our nation our world But in particular, I lift up America to you today. We don't need to be divided. We need to be joined together because the Bible says when two of us join together, you're there in the midst. We speak your word over our lives. We declare healing and blessing to our people, our nations, and our families. In Jesus' name, amen. My name is Pastor Ricky Temple. I enjoy being with you always. See you next time on the next podcast. God bless. See you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sharpen Leadership Podcast with Pastor Ricky Temple. For more great resources by Pastor Rick, visit him on the web at rickytemple.com.